0: Hello and welcome to the Philias Club, the show where we get people from around the world to tell you how they saw the news from the past month. This is episode number 35 for April 2010. No, 11. The problem is I'm reading my text and I haven't updated my text for 2011 apparently. So let me do that right now. (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome to the Phileas Club. My name is Patrick Beja and we are going to have a um, different show today because for various reasons we only have half an hour. So the game is going to be to see how much we can pack into that half hour which should be quite a lot because Turkey isn't here. So uh, he's not going to be bogging us down. Um, But you'll be happy to hear that we have two amazing hosts. Anyway, we have Randy Jordan, who's been here quite a bit uh, on the show. How are you doing, Randy?
1: Very good. Aloha. Good morning. It's, uh, It's a beautiful day in sunny Southern California.
0: And by the way, it's your fault. We only have half an hour,
1: so it's my. Let's blame Randy.
0: Yeah, although I'm all for that. The 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 lovely voice you're hearing is that of Maria, who hasn't been on the show in forever.
2: Oh yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago.
0: Yeah, it's been, and it was actually quite a a different uh, time back then. When when (laughs) was it? Like a year ago or something?
2: Well, it was previous to the pregnancy, at least. So yeah. I'm now a mother as well as a nurse and so, whatever I am.
0: So I guess you'll be uh, having a very different view on the world now that you have a, a little uh, a little baby to take care of. you will be all emotional and you won't be able to Hey think that's straight. a bit
2: sexist, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: the, and the last
1: time that Maria and I were on this show together, we talked about healthcare. The entire episode was about healthcare, and I'm so glad we're not talking about healthcare this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so in case you don't know, Maria is from Sweden. Randy is now recently relocated in California. And I'm from Paris, and uh, we will be trying to uh, tell you, the listener, how uh, we saw the different news that happened, and you know, the different uh, things that happened in the world in the past month. However, um, we were talking earlier while waiting for Randy, uh, Marie and I, and uh, we were thinking that... A lot lot of what's been happening is revolving around the Middle East uh, and the revolutions there. And we've been talking about this for like three months. And not that it's not important. It's obviously very important. But we're going to try to um, go a little bit quickly over it and get to other stories that are you know extremely important, like the royal wedding and things like that. Um, <laughs> oh my God, M- Maria might have a, an interesting opinion on this. So, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. would would
1: you would you agree with me, Patrick, that for all of the all of the modern world, the number one news story over the last month or four has been uh, unrest in the Middle East? I mean, that's just that's. Yeah. there's no pl- you're not going to go somewhere in the world and find oh they're not talking about this they're talking about something else
0: well i don't know about the rest of the world i mean i can imagine that asia for example is not as focused on it maybe they are but definitely for france at least it's been we've had every single day you know the daily update on what's happening in yemen which is knowing you know which is having a major unrest um, obviously libya is still very very active on that front with uh, Gaddafi we heard about his latest speech where he's saying you know we would agree to a, 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 a ceasefire, but there is no way I'm going to leave because I'm not an elected president. I'm above that. I'm sort of a guide. So right. I'm not leaving. <laughs> There's no point. Um, and obviously Syria, which is, you know, it's interesting to see that these, um, all every single country, I think I said it last time, but they're following the same uh, pattern. And Syria, which we thought, last month might go differently, maybe, um, is apparently following again the same pattern. Things are going oh, a little bit yeah, better but the, in Libya. But the
2: violence spiral is kind of upgoing, isn't it? It becomes more and more violent all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, If you look at it from a Swedish point of view, we uh, see most reports about Libya and Syria, and especially Syria the last few weeks now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's it's I guess the the same pattern is things are turning out to be a little bit different in Libya and Syria because the government is not giving up at all. Yeah. Um, But uh, but it's not unlike, you know, they're they're promising to relax uh, the 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 rules. And for some reason, they seem to think that this will be enough to keep them in power. And the street is obviously not happy with any of it, and it's not, you know, saying we're gonna um, the state we're gonna stop the state of emergency. Um, that you know they they seem to think that that will be enough, and it's never enough. So
2: no, um, and it's not enough for the rest of the world either. I mean, Not is not listening on that ear at all. Yeah. So, and I'm glad they don't.
0: Sure.
1: Um, I often I often struggle with this uh, notion and I'm not saying that it's, it's a wrong notion it just always gives me pause when we are incredibly outraged when a government official whatever that a representative of a government just goes and kills someone in the street that is yeah. the uh, is incredibly Offensive thing for any you know to happen in any place in the world if if there are protesters or someone walking along with their groceries and Whether it's the army or some police or just anyone with a a gun acting on behalf of the government they kill someone that's horrible and For some reason our response though is to encourage those people to get guns of their own and kill the government, you know what I mean? And like, there aren't also lives uh, and valuable lives at risk in that regard. Uh, there has never been a time when everyone in the government has said, "Oh no, no, don't kill us!" You know, we're innocent and 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 walked away from their jobs. You know, there's never there there's never been a time of that, and it always it just always gives me pause. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why That's I'm so quick to say, okay, kill those government guys. Then you know. Well, I
0: guess it's about you know mm. it's about blame. You're you're asking who is the offending party in this dispute, and at least you know most of the time, at least in these uh, instances, the government is the one who is the oppressive. Uh, you know. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> the the oppressive body. So it's okay, quote unquote, to take a gun and kill the government, but it's you know, or representative of that government. But it's not okay for the government to go and kill innocent people because I guess the government is not innocent innocent. And when we say the government, it's obviously the army, the police, all of that. Um, well but, you the know, government is
2: supposed to represent the people. That's the whole thing of a government. So of course it goes against everything we believe. Right. The Democratic I vote. just I just wish yeah, that just
1: once um, just once in a, a Syria is the perfect place for it too. I wish just once there would be a report, an, an, a credible report, of some uh, some some troops shooting people in the street, and everyone in the government just throw their hands up and said, "Okay, I don't want to have anything to do with this," and walked out. You know, yeah, like, it's, just just once, I'd like to, that know, to happen.
0: You know, it's interesting. I was discussing. Obviously, we've been discussing this for for a few months uh, with my girl go- my girlfriend, and she was. Saying, um, I don't understand why none of these dictators, when they see that the situation is spiraling out of control, they don't just, you know, become the hero and say, okay, you know what, I'm giving the power to the street, I'm going to keep... I'm gonna go away quietly and you know keep a, a few billions and uh, turn out to retire and be happy wherever they go live you know go live on an island or and and they well they are as you
2: were saying last episode, Gaddafi is clearly going all Charlie Sheen back there. So
0: <laughs> yeah, but right. I mean he is a special case. But when you think of uh, people in you know Mubarak and uh, Ben Ali and all of those, they could have just you know said, this is bad, especially, you know, Mubarak, or even now, uh, well, Gaddafi maybe not, but uh, I don't know, you know, when they're seeing that, that is, it, it's a genuine movement that is not just going to stop when they say, okay, we won't shoot you at night now, we'll just shoot you during the day. Are you cool with that? Okay, good. You know, that's you know, not going to work. So just...
1: That, the opposite actually happened somewhere in the world this, this month. Uh, well, well, actually, it was in March. Uh, Jean-Claude Duvalier... Returned to Haiti.
0: <laughs> well, he actually it, that, went back. Yeah, that didn't work at, out no. so well for him. But
1: no, but I, I just think it's unbelievable. Like in in these places where we think, well, I wish these dictators would just
0: leave. You know, just leave. We actually had a dictator go back. That's amazing. <laughs> it's you know I think one thing we have to say. I we could talk about this for a long time, but um, one thing I want to say before we close that topic is it's incredibly, we have to salute the courage of the people that are pushing through and pushing forward, especially in, you know, Libya, obviously, it's become a war zone. But uh, Syria today is not an open civil war. It's a bunch of protesters that are still under the, the iron fist of the the regime, and one of the things we've been seeing in France quite a bit is how the protesters are are facing uh, with you know facing the, the the government and its authority, and putting up uh, videos on YouTube, for example, or just going out in the streets and and showing their their um, you know the, the fact that they don't want the government in place anymore, with a huge risk for their lives. You know, it's not. Uh, uh, obviously, it's not a video game or a, a some book or some movie that you're watching where you see, oh, that's heroism and some guy, you know, walking in slow motion. That's people actually risking their lives for to, to fight a government that is oppressive. And I, I just feel like maybe that's not uh, discussed enough. The the heroism of these real people oh, yeah. is not. Discussed enough. we're talking but, about But they're still being
2: picture. I mean these guys are being shot at every day and yeah. as as I was saying the the violence is escalating so uh, what are do you your country stand have you even discussed if you know you need outside intervention in Syria too just as we do in Libya
0: um, uh, have well, anyone you
2: know, dared to touch that subject because no one really wants to go there?
0: Well, the thing is, for for Libya already, there's been a lot of discussions in the past month because after the first push, uh, the Libyan forces, I mean the Gaddafi forces, were starting to gain the advantage. So in NATO, there was a lot of discussions and... France and uh, Italy and a few and the UK and a few others had had to push through to sort of now we we didn't really decide on the NATO level to go back and and um and it it seems like it wasn't officially decided to resume the bombard the bombing of the Gaddafi forces but it still started Anyway, so it feels like France and a few others have been pushing to make sure that uh, the rebels are not completely uh, overrun. Yeah. In in the, you know, within the scope of the previous resolution. And most importantly, they've been sending people to teach the, the rebels who are, you know, they used to be dentists and students. And so to teach them a little bit and give them coordination and communication devices and things like that. So, yeah, there's definitely a feeling that we you know we took part in this for libya syria is another matter entirely because the government is not just you know it's just at the stage at the stage of protests in the street it's not an open an open civil war at this no. point so we're not but really it, sure it feels like we we're not really sure what we can do in syria but
1: what how do you how do you make that distinction anyway when protests in the street result in people getting killed i mean slaughtered at, it's kind of that that's revolution right i mean it's hard to to draw a line well if it's less than a hundred people that get killed sure. in a day i mean i just i don't know it yeah. it's it's really hard to say I, if if it's only in one little area we don't necessarily call it revolution it has to be mm-hmm. sort of
0: nationwide i, I don't know well I, I it's, can't. Defi- it's definitely not a war in syria at this point right. i mean right. you don't have armed protesters that are bending together No, in one side is on just campaign. getting
2: shot down yeah, but exactly. I mean <laughs> I, that's the grounds for stepping in I, think I, I guess so saying but no <laughs> yeah, I, actually,
1: I actually read where this one individual was quoted as saying he would rather the Israelis step in like oh, yeah. wow that is ser- <laughs> like, to come weird. from Syria that's, you are in a lot of danger when you're, so. when you're calling for the Israelis to step in
2: I don't know if you know, but Sweden actually have um, uh, 10 planes in Libya right now. Really? So here we have a huge debate about, uh, you know, are we going to take them home or not now? Are we going to stay down there? And the right-wing side, who is currently at power in Sweden, they say, are you crazy? We have to step it up. And uh, the left-wing side said, no, take the planes home.
0: So what's the the, the, the main uh, mainstream opinion about these revolutions in, in Sweden?
2: Well, actually we have, we are pro, I say, <laughs> both on the yeah. left and the right side. I mean, even if there are even if the social democrats says that we should pull out our planes, everybody is for this uh, this people uprising. Everybody is applauding that yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, people uprising is no one's going to say no. They should stay yeah. home and you know <laughs> raise their children. But I guess the the way to go about it is. The but uh, but the discussed. debate here
2: is how much involved should we be?
0: Yeah. Should so, should
2: it be resolved by themselves or should should we be involved?
0: So what's and so the left wing is saying no, just let them handle
2: it. Oh, well, themselves. it's not. It's not as black and white. Uh, mm. I mean, from the beginning, everybody says, oh, we can't go in and play big brother just like uh, evil united states used to do but then the debate and and, and then people says oh wait a minute this is a completely different situation because these are unarmed civilians that have been murdered so even uh, left the red side the left wing uh, there are definitely people who think that we should stay as a military force definitely
0: randy are are you guys i mean in the u.s are you still paying attention to this or did yes. the the whole tornado uh, thing take away from the
1: well if if you're asking me what's the biggest story in the united states like what's the dominant only story in the united states for the last week it's, You'll the, tell me it's the royal it's the weather no, no it's the weather of course in, in fact I was a little surprised at how the royal wedding didn't eclipse it for even a day because I'm old enough to remember very clearly when Charles and Diana got married and that was the biggest news story in a decade. You know, it was it was something that was that dominated all media to a degree that. You you know you have a hard time comparing it to something the the the, that royal wedding I would compare to the space shuttle Challenger disaster you know Mm. in terms of of media in the 80s but then you come you come to this time in our in our history and I'm thinking oh royal wedding that's going to really dominate at least no not in the United States it 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 was small I would say in the United Mm. States compared to
0: because of the weather
1: because of the the storms the the storms went on day after day after day, and you know after two days, it was over a hundred people dead, and everyone started freaking out and then, after three days, it was two hundred people dead this morning we're hearing three hundred and fifty deaths due to and and that's cumulative over a really large part of the united States so that but it that's seems
0: like it seems like this keeps happening you know every year or actually every six months you have. Incredible, you know, either storms or tornadoes or something, and I don't know. It's I'm not trying to be insensitive, but if are these happening in different places, or because obviously Florida is always, you know, um, one of the theaters of these. Uh, uh, ah.
1: Florida suffers more from hurricanes, right. and this was this was primarily uh, front-driven tornadoes. Uh, but we're talking about the deadliest single day, the second deadliest single day in the history of the United States as far as far as from weather. And the number one was 1925. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say so it's this not is a very like it's, common
0: Okay, I see. Because occurrence. from here, I, I guess from here, the way we saw it was incredible destruction, but we don't go into enough detail to know, you know, I guess this is something uh-huh. that... For 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 me in France maybe I didn't you know uh, look into it enough but it seemed like it was just another uh, natural disaster, disaster happening <laughs> in the U S but oh,
2: I I don't agree though um, it, at, in the Swedish media this has been a, a big story definitely and and mm. especially since uh, 350 people are dead mm. and that's uh, no matter how common disasters are uh, that's big. Sure. Well, and
1: something, something I've noticed is that you can have a lower count of deaths, and it's a bigger story if those deaths are more widespread. You see what I'm saying? So if there was an explosion and 350 people died in one town, it's not as big a story as when those deaths are spread out over dozens of towns. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why is because you feel like um, you, you feel at risk as, a, as an observer of the news. You know, you're, you're watching the news thinking, gosh, I could be next, you know. Mm. I, I can't get a, a far enough away from this thing because it's so widespread. Sure.
2: Oh, well, that's also the classical example of us reacting so much more to deaths in the Western world if we live in the Western world ourselves, which is sometimes a bit depressing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did that myself. I have to admit this. I'm going to do that on air. Uh, This is very embarrassing, but I was watching... uh, the news from Japan, as everyone else, and uh, I was sitting there breastfeeding my baby, crying, just as you said, Patrick, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, watching this horrible thing, and, uh, and I went to my computer and I thought, I have to give some money (laughs) <laughs> and i went into this uh, help on a yeah. organization's homepage and and they said well you know japan has a good economy you know we don't we don't send them money we we might you know send some some materials and people there but we don't send them money cuz they have a good economy but libya for example they could use your money and i was like yes. yeah they could i'm such an idiot <laughs> and i sent yeah. uh, i ended up giving money to libya
0: oh uh, well very good for you For the
1: the United States, the Japan story, which is still way up there, I would call it one of the top three for the month of April. Uh, For the United States, the Japan story is starting to show you the difference in how large the United States is. Because if you just ask me, how is is the U.S. handling Japan in the news, I would say, well, where are you in the U.S.? Mm. It's still much more of a story on the West Coast, closer to Japan than it is on the East Coast. And I think that probably counts for, for instance, Canada. I'm sure that in British Columbia, there's a lot more uh, talk about Japan, a lot more daily coverage of Japan than over in Quebec.
0: Um, To close off this uh, section on the Middle East and, you know, um, local stories too, I just want to say, so we can't really talk about, we're not going to talk about the terrorist attack in uh, Morocco, but obviously that was a huge topic a couple of days ago. Um, And the Fatah and Hamas reconciling is an enormous story which will have um, uh, consequences for the months and years to come, um, which would be interesting to to talk about at some point. Um, in I have Cote a feeling di- a,
1: a month from now on the Phileas Club, you'll be talking about Fatah and Hamas and have a lot more perspective.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we will. Mm. Um, Cote d'Ivoire was also quite big because uh, Gbagbo finally, uh, he was arrested actually, and uh, Alassane Ouattara um, actually ended up getting the power that you know he was elected for a few months ago. So that was pretty big too. The the one thing I, I want to get into just shortly is um, the story of Tunisian immigrants that, um, well, left Tunisia, uh, of course, and arrived in Italy. Tens of thousands of them have been arriving in Italy. And that's been causing huge issues for Italy and France, um, actually, because they are obviously illegal immigrants. Some of them don't even have identification. And they've been disrupting the uh, Tunisian you know economy and just you know social climate because there no country can just absorb that many people so quickly and the thing is they want to these people a lot of them want to go to France because they have some family in France uh uncle you know something of course we have very close tied with the uh, ties with the uh, northern africa part of the world um and the, the, it, this caused a big issue, I'm getting to that, because Italy, uh, since they don't have any papers, they w- shouldn't be allowed to move across borders, even within you know, the Schengen uh, space. Mm-hmm. But Italy doesn't want them to stay in Italy. So what they've been doing is giving away temporary authorizations that have absolutely no legal you know, uh, grounds and basically getting them out of Italy through completely illegal means of giving them authorizations, papers that allow them to get out of Italy and go to France. So (laughs) that has been a a source of uh, discussion between the two countries. And on a broader note, it's at least that's the way I feel. I think a lot of people in France feel the same way. It's amazingly irresponsible of the italian government to obviously it's not easy to deal with that issue but to just blatantly you know give authorizations to people who don't even have identification is something that is quite beyond what anyone i think has done not certainly not beyond beyond what anyone has done but within the the schengen space in the eu it's Almost, if you had told me someone had done this, you know, a month ago, I would have said, that's a funny joke, you can't do that. Um, So, yeah, that was quite a big topic and it's led uh, France and Italy to discuss things and to maybe even change the um, rules of the Schengen space to make it... Uh, to close the borders of the Schengen space in cases like these, to but do
1: you, do you mean close the borders around, like on the outside of that so, block of countries, or so for between example between the countries themselves?
0: Uh, the way I imagine it going, I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, I haven't read up all of this, but the way it's, it's, I understand it is in case of specific circumstances, then France could close could close its border. It's, you know, the border it used to have, uh, or yeah, the border it has between uh, France and Italy. And say, you know, Italians now, from now on, you have to show a passport to come to France. You, you, you have to have a visa, for example. Right, you have right. to, where, because between the countries that are part of the Schengen space, you don't even need a passport. You can just show your ID card and you're fine. You You can just go without any sort of it's not even that you have an automatic temporary tourist visa it's that you can do anything you want you can just go there and you know start living there
1: so um so i mean the 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 schengen agreement is 25 years old the the current rule set has been in place for 15 years do you do you feel like like sarkozy should be able to just to go to italy and change the agreement just (laughs) <laughs> no,
0: of course not. Uh, this is deep. Uh, this is a huge concern. I mean, uh, this is it's one a concern of
2: the- for other countries in the United uh, EU as well, of course. And and I think it's being debated in all countries at the moment sure. because uh, people are moving more. And recently we also, uh, you know, from Sweden, we get a lot of people from academia that are recently got a permit to travel within the EU, and um, what has happened here is that we have seen an increased uh, racism in the country growing. I'm not sure about France, but I saw tendencies lately that you're also having a growing racism in your country. Yeah, I mean,
0: the the far right party has been, um, you know, has been growing in in the polls uh, in the past few months. We've always had a far-right party. If you remember in 2002, uh, the far-right candidate uh, came second in the mm-hmm. presidential election. So that it, they have spikes from time to time. But at the same time, we have a very large um, northern African population in France. It's not... I don't think, you know, I don't think people who are not racist would say that's fine, we can just absorb the whole immigrating population of the recently uh, revolutionized Northern African countries. It, no country can do that. You have to mm. regulate that yeah. anyway. And I really don't think it's about racism at all. Obviously, you have to create something, some infrastructure or some sort of process to help the people who have... But maybe, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a large debate, but I just wanted to point out that that was being discussed. And... Um, and the Schengen uh, Accord is something that I think no one wants to see revisited um, too widely. Um, so yeah.
1: Well, this is this is the point where I always say on the Phileas Club, everything you've been talking about for the last ten minutes, zero impact in the United States via the media. I mean, yeah. the I would imagine you would have to watch. The most comprehensive channel all day long to even hear the phrase Schengen Agreement. I mean, really, just it just doesn't get through in the United States. When well, you have, that's
0: understandable, you know. It's, okay. Yeah. It's I, I mean, it's a huge deal for us, but it's not like it's not like it has it, it has consequences that don't uh, necessarily affect countries outside of the EU specifically. So. Yeah. But I, I'm surprised, though, that it's been discussed a lot in, in Sweden, too. Uh, I would have thought it's one of those, you know, people uh, in the South do things and weird stuff.
2: <laughs> We're part of the European Union, though, so... No, of course, Schengen of course. does but, affect us. Of
0: course, of course, but you know... <laughs> and we are usually, one
2: of the biggest... Uh, uh, we have taken uh, almost the most amount of immigrants to our country the last 20 years. Really? I didn't
0: realize because my whole view now, my view of Scandinavia is sort of colored by Finland. And uh, in Finland, you know, when you see one person who's not, you know, paper white, pale and blonde, you sort of ring a bell because you're, you think something's going wrong. Uh, They have very, very few immigrants, even though they just got a parliamentary election and the true Finns, which is the far right party, they're, Some of the crazies. We have a lot of far-right parties. I live in in
2: Sweden's third biggest city and we have 33% immigrants in the city. Wow,
0: so you're really not Finland at all. No. Hmm. All right. Uh, You know what? We are already half an hour in, um, but I really, really want to talk about the royal wedding um. <laughs> and it's also
2: very funny that Randy says, "I haven't heard a thing about this thing with immigrants or Schengen in the United States," but he have heard about the royal wedding.
1: <laughs> well, of course, I mean, that's, you you can't, you you can't escape that. That's yeah. something that would, the that's, United States, the United States alone, probably had five dozen news organizations you know, covering it. So I mean, they're, it going was... to, they're going to put it on the air. If they're going to send people over there, they're going to, to, to spend time on the air.
0: Well, I think it's safe to say that, you know, reports say that there were 2 billion people watching. So it's safe to assume that every single country was doing a massive uh, amount on, of reporting on, on the royal wedding. Um, what I would like to know is how people were approaching it because from what i understand i mean what i've seen around me is some french people were sort of angry for some reason but most people were just like yeah fine whatever it's kind of funny let's just we're we're amused by this display of strange you know pride for two people getting married when yes she looks pretty but we are you have to remember that we are You know, obviously very far removed from any sort of royalty and, um, uh, you know, monarchy events uh, in this Mm -hmm. country since we sort of, you know, cut the heads of our kings and queens a few years ago. Um, But I I was always assuming that the
2: people... We admire you for that. At least part of
0: our country. That's the thing. You guys in Sweden have a a queen. We have a
2: monarchy. Yeah. We have this little king and (laughs) and these princesses that are just waving and having fancy so clothes assume, on and no
0: power at all. I would assume that you were interested in all this and that you would take it with, you know, that it would be fun for you to watch well, that happen. We but had we our own royal it.
2: wedding last summer. Yeah. Our, our crown princess Victoria got married and that was a big hoo-ha. And uh, <laughs> we had a nine-hour uh, TV show showing that wedding on, on the television and everybody was talking about it surprisingly enough because monarchy is falling in popularity and most it's little old ladies who think that we should still should keep our monarchy so when they die eventually I, I'm not sure we're gonna have a monarchy anymore especially not since since our king <laughs> Carl Gustav has uh, 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 a book came out uh, last year uh, about all his uh, affairs with different women and uh, scandalous uh, musical stars and, oh. and and stuff like that. Okay,
0: so you're, it's, it's and not. Also his, he didn't his... write the book. I thought you were saying that no, he wrote a very, the book. No, <laughs> a
2: very close friend of his wrote the book. And this, these are such secure sources that everybody, the media and and the public and, I mean, everybody believes it and uh, and uh, the way that the royal court have handled it makes you believe it even more so Mm. i i definitely think it's true i mean he's famous for being a playboy isn't he but i have no idea (laughs) just so
0: just so you understand i never know anything about any you know Crowned person in the world at all? No, no. So, but so for that weird. royal wedding, did did you guys? Because I would think in Sweden it would be almost a, a a day off also, because you know, hey, they're getting married, it's a party. But you're saying that people don't really like that kind of event.
2: People love the crown princess. They think she's smart, beautiful, and everything that her father isn't. Uh, You're talking they, about the, the Swedish one, And she monarchs. married a man of the people, a very down-to-earth man that comes from a small village. So, that's, you know, people like that kind of stuff. It has a fairy tale quality to it. So, their wedding made uh, popularity go up for, for our royal house mm. uh, and at the same time, it was pulled down by, uh, yeah, the father making a fool of himself.
0: And what about William and Kate, though?
2: Yeah, that's that's the funny thing because uh, on one page they say uh, Swedish people are losing uh, uh, their their trust to to royal uh, to monarchy and and are questioning its existence, and then the last few days, uh, the the English wedding uh, has been on every front page. It's been the far biggest news. We had that. Second has been uh, the floodings in America. And then down the line on fifth, sixth spot, there has been Syria and and, uh, Mm. Libya.
0: So people are actually very... interested in that wedding well well, you know it's like it's like people saying yeah at&t sucks when the iphone comes out on verizon i'm gonna go to verizon right away at&t sucks and then you know the iphone comes out on verizon and everyone's watching the royal wedding i mean you know if you see what i mean people say the monarchy sucks and then there's something that happens and they're all in front of their tvs What's,
2: what's I, I really right? can't explain it because it eludes me. I'm have certainly okay. not spent tell, any tell time. tell me this, Maria. Telling. Were you,
0: Were you watching the wedding? No,
2: I was oh, certainly okay. not watching. I got a call from my grandma who said, "Maria, Maria, are you? Are, are you are, have you seen the hats?" And I'm like, "What? What hats, Grandma? What are you talking about?"
1: <laughs> the hats were spectacular.
2: Oh, the I'm hats, happy
1: to I so I want a website, I know the one exists, but I want a website where I can go look at the top 100 stupidest hats that someone got a picture of from the royal wedding. Seriously, at maybe top 500. It was amazing.
0: So I, I imagine you did watch... Uh, oh, and by the way, a, a, a website with the top 100 stupidest hats... Stupidest hats. <laughs> Would be very I don't different from. Website, would be a very different thing from a uh, website with the 100 stupidest top hats. That would that's be. that's correct. Very good. Yeah. That's correct. So so you've been watching it then?
1: In the states, no, no, not oh. at all. I mean, oh. for for one thing, uh, I don't don't have your royal wedding on a Friday. Do it on a Saturday. What are you <laughs> thinking? I don't and understand then, that at all.
0: It was it was the middle of the night for you guys, wasn't
1: it? Right. That's exactly right. For and and they also had it earlier in the day than they Now I realize I've I've been to a fair number of weddings. You try to have a wedding at midday, that's something people always do. But in this case, they should have if they really wanted to make the biggest splash, they should have had it late in the afternoon so that um, a number of people in the United States could have could have seen it because there's there's just no everybody I know said, "Oh, well, I didn't get up to I'm not going to get up at two in the morning to watch the wedding.
0: What was the um, the general opinion on it, though? Because uh, you guys don't have a monarchy either, uh, <laughs> and we don't really care about any. We, we sort of watch it with a with a you know amusement rather right. than fervor. Is that the case? That's the
1: same thing here. You know, in, in Canada, you're you're in the Commonwealth, and you get the day off. You know, like in Australia, New Zealand, Bassett. South Africa, all, all over the Commonwealth. India got the day off. Well, some of India. I'm sure a lot of India didn't know it was happening. <laughs> but, but you know, and so in the Commonwealth you got the day off, people had a, you know, although I would imagine on the west coast of Canada, <laughs> you know, or or even in Australia and New Zealand, people aren't going to, to you know, go out of their way in the middle of the night. Or, or you know, in Australia and New <laughs> Zealand, late in the evening, you know, in, in the west coast sure. of Canada, early in the morning. just uh, That's just ridiculous. But... Um, the you know, the United States, there, there was no day off. There was no there was not a lot of sort of uh, stoppage of other news. Now, I will say, I would I think Americans had some fatigue on the story. You know, through the month of April, there was a point where you get tired of hearing about the upcoming wedding. I'm so glad it's over. Mm. I've heard a number of people say they're so glad it's over. Now, would you kids please go on a honeymoon so we can. <laughs> stop hearing about this thing but uh, go
0: back uh, to serious business
1: right you know what
0: was oh sorry keep going i was
1: just going to say the wedding itself just because of the its day and time of day didn't didn't get as much attention in the states as it could have
0: i was surprised i work with a lot of uh, english people and i was surprised that they didn't really you know of course when they ended up having the you know saying their vows and we were, some of us were having it in the background on YouTube. Um, the English people also ended up watching it and watching the kiss on the balcony and all of that. But there was a lot less out of all the people I have around me that were, you know, I know lots of different um, uh, nationalities. The English people were the most uh, immune to the wedding craziness they were like fine whatever we don't care you know city hats and old people sitting in a in a, in a church fine um, and I was surprised there were a lot of people who were very excited um, from other countries o- also although obviously the I think it, it depends on who
2: you know you. I mean the English people you surround yourself with Patrick are not necessarily royalists are they?
0: Uh, well, no, but it doesn't I don't think anyone is like super royalist like
2: I the mean royal, I mean the, my the fiance is, anything, is just uh, he's just annoyed at the whole thing and a little bit embarrassed mm. on his country's behalf and he's uh, his english uh, yeah yeah there, there
0: there is a little bit of that and also some one thing I don't understand is the haters, like why do you a lot of people are just go crazy when you mention William and Kate? They go in, in, in France, as I was saying, but you know, some in other countries too. They go like that's ridiculous, that's horrible, that's ah, monarchies, we don't
2: need well, them, the, we don't the, want the them. The thing that's kind of appalling is the fact that actually the state is putting in quite a lot of money to these weddings.
0: Sure, but yeah. they're, they're g- making for the country a huge amount of money from the But economic they're also activity. the
2: richest landowners in the country. At the same time, so these people, the royal family, mm-hmm. the biggest landowner in, in Great Britain, so yeah. why should the taxpayers then pay for their wedding even because if it's... you could argue that they make money in good you know public appearance and, and tourism or whatever well, but that's even exactly if you took why. down even if you took down the i think the royal some... system in 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 Britain, then just as many tourists would visit buckingham palace
0: i'm not sure they would make it the economy would be you know the whole part of the economy that's based on the monarchy would then not exist and i think it's quite a big part you know buying stupid plates with kate's face on that <laughs> wouldn't exist and you know they're putting in like i don't know 300 million uh, pounds and they're guessing they're gonna that it's gonna uh uh, incur two billion uh, pounds in in spending or whatever you know it's I don't really understand why the all you know disliking sure the the vehement hating is yeah. less of a I don't know I just look at it as my weird strange cousins that have a queen that waves on the balcony and doesn't make me angry but. all right we could we could probably discuss this for uh quite a long time still but we're a little bit out of out of time do you guys want to add something uh i keep interrupting you so i
1: always i always enjoy ending the show on a bit of news that's lighthearted.
2: go ahead unlikely Um, royal weddings all right which is (laughs)
1: serious business yeah so as you as i'm sure you've heard we have a not serious but very deadly serious presidential contender in the united states who has just come from nowhere in the month of april to oh
0: holy crap a, are you going to be talking about his royal highness the Hair dude
1: we shall overcome that's Mr. right trump. <laughs> donald trump so the, the actually, month of I wanted april to ask you
0: about it because i've seen you know People talking about it on Twitter, but I don't know what he said or what happened. So thank you. Nicole. So, so
1: in the month of April, out of nowhere, this, uh, you know, this reality show star, who also uh, tries to convince the world that he's very wealthy and he's not—he's not very wealthy. He just acts like he is. Uh, Donald Trump has established himself as a potential candidate for president with the Republican Party, which is odd because he used to. You know, only 10 years ago he was – there was talk that he would be a Democrat candidate for uh, some office. But um, he now likes the Republican Party because, I mean, who who among the among the wacky doesn't like the Republican Party in the United States? If you're <laughs> wacky, you know, if you're a clown, that's the place to be. It's the party that's somewhat out of power, so you get to you you – They also
0: don't have one clear candidate, so if he wants to get anywhere right. –
1: <clears throat> right, so right, and and clowns love a car full of other clowns, so he wants to get in and um so it just out of nowhere all of this, all of a sudden, Donald Trump is talking about uh whether or not he's going to run for president and within a really short span of three weeks, he went from oh, that's a joke to they did a poll, and he was the number one choice among republican likely voters. <laughs> for their nomination for president and it's just it's mind-boggling and of course he can't just uh, if he if he really wanted to be president he would have done that and then shut up but he can't shut up and just yesterday he had a party in las vegas at one of his properties where a thousand people came to see him give a speech and rather than shut up he lost his mind and was recorded and quoted as saying things that are just so not presidential. You know, just like this, what? Um, a lot of curse words, a lot of, a lot of things that you'd never say about any president. It doesn't matter. You know, there's a certain respect that you have for the president of the United States, even if you're a part of the opposition. And he went well outside of that, you know, just... So not, uh, it's it wasn't even very. Was grown he up. the
2: one that was bringing up the Obama birth certificate thing? Yes,
1: that's how he got his. That's how he got his foot in the door in early yeah. April. He came. He just came out and told some reporters, "I don't think Obama was born in the United States." Mm. And they, oh boy, the reporters went crazy. Oh my gosh, Donald Trump wants to run for president. You know, thinks that Obama isn't an American. And it just just went from there. And it's just been so fun. I can't tell you how much fun it has been to to get the news every day and see what he has done next. It's better than Charlie Sheen, because with Charlie Sheen, there's nothing on the line. There's nothing important about Charlie Sheen making an idiot of himself, you know? Donald Trump could actually end up debating Barack Obama. Please, I'm begging, I'm begging the universe, please make that happen.
0: That would be fun indeed. Uh, one thing I want to man- mention also is something that a few people sent uh, in emails and Twitter uh, messages to me. It's also a funny, lighthearted story from France. Um, In France, you're allowed to drink. It's okay to drink a glass of wine or beer at lunch. Um, Mm. Of of course, you know, that would be the country where that's okay. But it's also okay in uh, the government and the administration. And part of the government and the administration is the police. And part of the police force is the anti-riot police, <laughs> which um, at some point, um, someone, uh, one of the directors of that uh, corps, got a picture taken of them having a glass of wine at lunch during a, a, a strike or, you know, demonstration <laughs> or something like that. Uh, I'm not clear on the details, but the important thing is... Uh, From that point on, it was decided by Sarkozy and others that that's probably not the best idea, so we're going to ban, you know, put a ban on drinking while you're on the job. Which seems kind of reasonable, but uh, the anti-riot police didn't think so and went on strike. So, (laughs) They uh, they went on strike and okay so hey can they drink
2: now when they are on strike but there's kind of a riot going on
0: I'm not sure I'm not exactly sure what happens when they're on strike or maybe if they're the ones doing the rioting they uh, I don't know they can drink
2: Uh, yeah
0: yeah so that was kind of a funny story too and I would love to talk about uh, Mr Uh, Hair and uh, and the police and all of that and lots of stuff more. But uh, I'm sure we'll have uh, uh, chances to talk about some of these topics later uh, in the coming months. But for now, we have to bring this show to a close. I have to leave, and I'm sure you guys have stuff to do too. So I'm going to end this session by asking you guys uh, where people can find you on the Internet if they want to follow you uh, outside of the show. Maria?
2: Well, I'm only present on Twitter, and that would be my name. So it's Maria Sandforce.
0: Excellent. Uh, I'm, I, I, yeah, that's true. You're giving out your full name now.
2: Hmm. Yes, I am. <laughs>
0: that's, that's And hilarious. I'm the
2: only one in the world with that name, actually. So <laughs> really? it's a bit scary. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, don't go stalker. <laughs> um,
1: well, a little stalking is okay, right, Maria? <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little, just a little you, bit. You
2: can stalk me, Randy. I'm cool All with that. All right.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: And uh, Randy, if people want to stalk you, what should they do? Oh,
1: twitter.com slash Randy Deluxe. And uh, still to this day, I am the only person in the world trading by that name. Like, I don't know why Why it's not more popular. Randy Deluxe, that's the name.
0: Excellent. Uh, thank you, Randy. And for me, it's not Patrick. I mean, it's not Patrick. <laughs> Everywhere. Ah, never mind. Okay, thanks a lot for everyone. And we'll talk to you again in a month with hopefully Turkey back. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Aloha.